welcome to another episode of the Practical Broker Podcast. On today's podcast, we're going to be featuring an amazing person, Dan Dorr from Dorr Property Rentals. I've known Dan for quite a while. He's a wealth of knowledge, both on the property management side, growing a business, and one of the most important things, which is scaling up our business from just being a job into being an active business. So part one of this episode is going to cover off how he grew his property management business and how he's taking it from a job to an actual business with multiple employees and being able to step back a little bit. And then the second part of this episode, which we released on a separate day, we'll go into some property management basics and how to keep those great tenants and how to weed out the bad tenants. And we'll go into some really nitty gritty on the Landlord and Tenant Act, especially here in Ontario. Thank you very much for joining us and I really appreciate it. And please, if you haven't done so already, please click the subscribe button down below or up at the top, depending on what feature you're using. Hi everyone, thank you very much for another episode of The Practical Broker. Today on the show, we have Dan Dorr of Dorr Property Management. Um, Dan has been in the property management business for over 20 years, um, an Ottawa local, and he's grown his business from being a, a small boutique property management firm to, I would say, one of the premier firms in Ottawa. And today he's really gonna help you know, share some secrets and some things he learned about going from, you know, a small business that many of us are as entrepreneurs as a job and going into creating a company with proper protocols and staff and, and a little bit of his journey and a couple of value bombs along the way that will hopefully speed up the process for everybody listening when they want to transition their business from being just their, you know, small one, two, three man show into a little bit of a bigger enterprise. Um, so welcome, Dan. Thank you very much. And uh, please give the listeners a little bit, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, other than that you've been an amazing property manager for 20 years. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. I appreciate that. I appreciate the opportunity to, to do this podcast with you today. Um, so for me, I've, uh, you know, I've been investing in real estate, uh, you know, since 1999. Started off with my first apartment in my house, uh, you know, to try to subsidize the expenses and uh, when I got a taste of how that worked, uh, I kind of learned from there how to leverage and how to, you know, how to, how to make use of, of leveraging to get involved in more units. And um, along the way, wanted to start a business of my own, essentially, where uh, it, was just, it just made sense to continue in that trend because mm-hmm. I was already doing it and, and I have the personality for it. So it's not for everybody to do that. I understand that uh, most people <laughs> don't get involved in this just because they don't want to deal with the day-to-day stuff. And I get it, right? Um, I, I tend to make light of a lot of that, uh, you know, because it's a lot of it is emotions and, uh, and, and I, I don't have too, much, too many issues with that. Um, but, you know, we started the management company and um, uh, over the years, you know, it's, as you know, anybody that starts a business from scratch, I heard somebody not too long ago say starting a business from scratch is, is, is a, um, it's a, uh, you know, a repetition of, of, of false starts over and over again until something sticks. And I'm like, wow, that's a good way to... <laughs> <laughs> to describe it because that was me <laughs> you start you get a bit of traction next thing you know you know i'd get some clients that you know, we'd manage property and then they said oh the market's great and they'd sell everything and they're like great but then i have nothing to manage and then have to start over so so it was um you know i, I think anybody that starts in in uh, in any business it's it's never easy at the right. beginning and it was no different for me um you know but i tend to have this little trait of craziness to just 
continue on and push and yeah. along the way attracted some you know like-minded people uh mm -hmm. that make up to you know make up the team dory we like to say today and uh you know we've we've helped countless investors with the you know their investment properties and we've handled thousands of units so over the years so it's uh so yeah so it's it's that's a quick snippet of uh of of that for sure i love the fact that you were house hacking before people knew what house hacking was right and that basement suite and started when you were young like that's that's amazing i say that to a lot of my clients in the mortgage business like if you if you're young and you're in your 20s if you can buy a house put an apartment in the basement or even rent a room in the basement and then increase your cash flow that way um, very quickly you can own two three four rentals and um and it's not complicated but uh, a lot of people just don't take the effort that's and, amazing. I, and, I, and I, you know what i i second that chad i mean to me um you know, a lot of times people come in now because I've, you know, over 20 years in this and like, oh, wow. And I'm like, well, it, there, it's just a series of small steps compounded over years. Right. And, and to me, if you're in your twenties, um, the best thing you can do is learn that now. But if you're able to keep all your, all your expenses at a bare minimum, right. Mm -hmm. Live within your means or way below your means, then start investing that extra cash flow. Then all of a sudden, you know, you got a lot more chances to, uh, you know, to, to 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 be financially secure as you go through. But uh, but unfortunately, unfortunately, people don't do that. Yeah. No, I mean, you shouldn't buy the Porsche when you're 24 years old. Come on. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess that's that's another topic. But we're supposed to be uh, we're supposed we're to be guys, so you know. To, we're specific. We're supposed to be specific to doing the right thing. I, yeah. you know, I, I when I was in my early 20s, I had my Ford Mustang GT, so I, I know all about that, right? So, uh, so it For is sure. what it is. But yeah, yeah. So, you know, one of the things I, I wanted to really talk about today was how you've grown your business, right? Like you started really small, you added that one employee and you added another employee. Now from our conversations, you're at a level where it's kind of getting into that mature stage of the business um, where it's becoming a real business, you know, where you can, you're not dealing with every single client, you have processes and procedures and staff. And, um, tell me a little bit of that journey and what are some of the challenges and what, you know, something you learned that, would have sped you along if somebody would have said you know 20 years ago or 15 years ago dan do this um it's gonna help yeah um i think it's it, it it's a uh, everything has its time mm. right um so i don't know that if i knew what i know today four or five years ago um that i really would have done anything with it mm. Right. So it's interesting how everything has its time. Right. So you can learn something now, but if you're not mentally ready for that, yeah. they can tell you, tell you, tell you, you should do that. You should do that. You should do that. But if you don't think it's possible or you don't, you know, you don't want to, or so, so it's interesting because for me, the, like, I love progress. And if something is not progressing, that's when I get really frustrated and I start, you know, pulling everything out of the ground because in it, in it, that's, that's really, that's my personality. Everybody's a bit different. So yeah. for me, it's, uh, you know, up to about four, four or five, maybe four or five years ago, we had a steady progression in the business. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you start a business from scratch and, and, you know, for me, when I started from scratch, I was involved in everything. Yeah. Right. Meaning that nothing. So I had a really good team. Um, but, everything somebody you know somebody described it as dan's the linchpin in all of these decisions which makes the whole process slower yeah. right 
So you can't, you can't, the team can't grow if you're set up that way. So I had to realize that, whoa, I'm slowing the process down, right? So at certain points, I tell my team, you know, we hit a point and I said, I'm driving this business with both feet on the brake pedal because the business that we're coming in is, is substantially more than what we can handle. But that wasn't true, right? <laughs> right? That's what I thought. Because I was like, holy, I don't know how much more I can put in because it just keeps going, coming, coming. And it was like, for me saying, whoa, 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 hang on a second. I want to make sure we have control over everything. Um, But then I, you know, so, so hitting your head against the wall over years and then reached a point where we had, you know, probably the last, not the last years, but probably like a three to four year where we barely increased, right? And it's not from the lack of demand because the demand was there. Right. And I kept asking myself, like, why? You know, why, why, why? And uh, then started talking to people with a different mindset. And, mm-hmm. you know, they look at it from a different perspective. And it's a very common thing, I think, for, for people who start yeah. businesses. And you and I have had these discussions, right? Um, it's a very common thing for us. It's our baby, right? So you, you started from scratch and you want to control everything and, you know, up until, uh, up until, uh, I want to say early part of this year, like I had zero social media presence. Mm -hmm. I got want none of that to me. That was, that was white noise. I didn't want to deal with that. Right. And, um, so, so we brought in some, so what we did is, um, I got to a point I'm like, okay, obviously this is, it's working, but it's not growing. So what, you know, what needs to happen? And you start right. asking the right questions, right? What needs to happen to get here? Then you're like, okay, well, you need, you trust your people. And if you trust your people, can you make sure that stuff is done, but you can still see through the systems, how the processes are working, how it's, you know, you get an unbiased opinion as to how everything's working. So it's really chipping at it from asking the right questions and then attracting other people and then giving them the responsibility to take on a much bigger role and okay. letting them run with it. Right. And, and then just, you, you still keep, you still keep track of it. And if it's not the way you want it, then you, you rein in and you have a discussion, you readjust. And we, I mean, you have to do that all the time. It's just part of the game. Um, but it's a matter of, of, of changing the mindset that uh, Dan can't be involved in everything or else it, or else it's, it's, you can't, there's only seven days in a week and 24 hours in a day and uh, you get overloaded. Yeah. You just, yeah, you just can't. And then it's uh, so, so, and it's, so it's not fun for anybody because everybody wants to be part of something that grows, right? The people who really like to move want to be part of something that grows. So, uh, and, and me included. I think uh, it's a lot to kind of parenting, right? And you got the, the helicopter parents that are like trying to control their kids and every single action. And then you got, you know, you know, other parents, which is where I fall in is that, you know, we want to keep our kids safe, but they still got to fall and scrape their knees. You got to let them learn, you know, give them the, the responsibility, like you said, to grow and grow up and to challenge. And we learn by our challenges and, and we learn by having responsibility and letting our staff do that is just as scary as letting your kid ride the bike the first time and letting go of that seat as you're teaching your son or daughter to ride a bike. And they're like, Oh my God, they're going to fall. Yeah. Okay. They might, but they won't kill themselves. And you know, they'll get back up and now they can ride a bike. Um, so it's, it's a very good parallel. And, and, for, and I guess for me at the point where it is, the systems I had were very limited to control that, right? So it's one thing to let them do what has to be done. Yeah. But if there's negative repercussions, you want to be able to 
reining in very quickly and just to sail, right? Because right. you know as well as I do, you know, you get a few, you know, bad stumbles, and yeah. all of a sudden you're you're in in a whole different area where you have to, to mitigate that situation or get to continue on. And I'm trying not to do that as well. But um, but yeah, but it's and, and it's an ongoing thing, right? Because I mean Always. it's an ongoing thing. So yeah. Well, most entrepreneurs have that same philosophy like that you do and that I do is, you know, you're always pushing, you're always growing, you're trying to level up, right? It's this constant level up. And it amazes me about the whole mindset conversation we've had because I did a, a show, I was a part of a conference a little while ago when I was talking about mindset. And it wasn't until I wrote this speech that I realized, like, oh my God, I thought I had mindset completely under control. And I was looking back, oh, at this time I didn't have it, at this time I didn't have it. And now I've just leveled up my thinking that, you know, hey, you're always growing. You're always being challenged. So that's awesome. What, yeah, and I think you, that that is, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Do you yeah. think that that is? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. It, where was your biggest challenge? You find was it getting the systems in place, or was it the staff, like the people? Um, I said the biggest was in between my ears. <laughs> okay. Just to, just to absorb that. No, and, and I mean that was the biggest challenge because, um, right. you know, with anything, um, and everybody's a bit different, but yeah. you. You know, for me, if 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 I'm convinced this is the way we're going, that's that's where we're going. It's yeah. just it's it's I don't know exactly how all the steps how we're going to get there, but we're going there, right? So it was really it was really me more than anything, and the people you know the people that we have we got great people, right? Um, and I have people that that have been with me for years. And yeah. for them, it was a bit tough, obviously, because you're coming in and all of a sudden you're like, it's as everything was kind of, you know, going, you know, pretty steady. And all of a sudden it's like you're ripping band-aids off right, left and center and then changing and bringing new people in. And, okay, now you're going to report to this person you're going to do, you're going to make sure that, you know, you follow this process. And they're like, what, <laughs> what's going on? Right. Well, we got some really good people that have adapted very well and we got some new blood in also. Uh, with different ideas, different experiences, and um, and just we you just keep the challenge up, right? And I think it's uh, you know you, you gotta you, you gotta keep cook, you gotta keep pushing, and um, and we're having fun with it. I ha I have to admit, like you know, part of the reason I you know I always tell everybody think think of all the people you're gonna we're gonna be able to help, and all the awesome people you're gonna meet along the way, right? Because as you're doing nice things and bigger things, and you know we can give back, we can do things that we weren't able to do before. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's all, it's all, it's all full circle. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a couple of things you hit on that, that I really want to circle back around it. And, and one of the first things was, and it really flows into mindset. So the, the overall theme I'm getting from you today is mindset, mindset, mindset. And we all hear this and it almost becomes a white noise, right? But like you're proof and I'm proof that if, if the leader of your business is working on their mindset constantly, it's like exponential growth for your business. And you know, one of the limiting beliefs I think that you had, which I, I've had and many people have, is that this idea that you said you're driving with two feet on the brake because your business can't handle the growth, you can't bring it in, um, you know, you didn't know how to handle it, right? Because you were the linchpin kind of slowing things down. And there was Grant Cardone, 10X, uh, the book 10X, I'm not sure if you've read it, but it yeah. really, you did, yeah. It, Multiple times. Did you? Yeah. It, one of the things shifted me when I read that the first time, and it was, if your biggest problem in your business is that you have so much business coming in the door, that's a great problem to have. And for most businesses, you can solve that pretty quickly. You know, you just hire the right staff, you get the right, you know, the right systems in place and 
that sounds easy, but you know, if I have a thousand mortgage clients waiting to get filed, I'm sure pretty sure I can find underwriters to deal with that pretty quickly. Um, just like you, right? If you have a whole bunch of building owners knocking on your door saying, hey, we want you, you'll find some some staff quickly to deal with it. Yeah. So our limiting beliefs often hold our businesses back. You know? There's no doubt. And and and, and, and I mean the funniest thing is, is we had, uh, you know, the team that I have, you know, I always tell the team, right? When we have discussions and I ask you questions, I don't want you to tell me what you think I want to hear. Yeah. I want you to tell me what you think, yeah. right? And if I see somebody's a bit uncomfortable, I challenge them. No, what, you know, so, and these, and, and we have a really good chemistry, right? But it's always like, I know you maybe not want to offend me, but it's okay. I don't, it's, I won't be offended. I just need to hear it, right? And it was interesting because the mindset that I had that I figured out as we were going through this is, is I'm the problem, mm-hmm. right? I'm the problem. The problem meaning I'm the one that's holding this back from going to where it needs to go, right? right. So, so the way we shifted that is I asked, and especially the new people that came in with very, you know, varied experience and all that, and they come in from a different background and they come in and they realize you got all these things going, but you're slowing it down. Right. I'm like, wow. So, uh, so that was a revelation. I had to get, not get out of the way in a sense of get out of the way, but get out of the way in a sense that you don't need to be involved in everything. Right. So what we did is we came up with a, um, with a strategy to say, okay, well, if we do that, what, okay, so what becomes my biggest role then here? How do I fuel this, right? So I have no issues not getting involved if I know things are getting done properly and I have the feedback. And now I look at the, the, the Google reviews that we get from our operations departments are phenomenal. And wow. I get the sales, the sales are up and the, and the systems are there and I can track everything. So I can log in early in the morning, watch and see, okay, how many outstanding work orders, okay, any receivables, payables, how much money, da, 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 da. So I can see the bird's eye yeah. view. So, so I feel very comfortable. And if something's off, then I can question it. But the, um, you know, it, it, so, so it, we, we, we figured that, and then Sunil, as you know, is, you know, I have as a mentor and he's telling me, he says, Dan, you got to get, you got to get out of the mentality, you know, that you need to talk to somebody one-on-one. Yeah. You need to figure out a way to leverage your time to speak to 10 people, 50 people, 100 people, 1,000 people at a time, mm-hmm. right? Because the issue is your time is limited. So if you restrict that time on a one-on-one, then you're only helping one-on-one, yeah, sure. which, which is fine. But if you're, you know, if you, if you want to scale the business and, and really, you know, show people, you know, help people, yeah. then you need to play a different role. Right. Yeah. And the team echoed that in a separate meeting that was completely unrelated. Hmm. Right? So they said, no, 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 no. So you need to get up there and you need to sell us. Yeah. And I'm like, so you'll see, now you'll see where it triggers a bunch of stuff that's happening now, right? Yeah. Where the I've already seen it. Yeah, I've yeah, seen I don't know, exactly. Me. So it's, it, you know, as, and, I, and I'll absorb it. And I said to me, like, I mean, you know, I, I, there was no desire for me to start speaking or get on podcasts. I said, well, just, I just, I prefer to be under the radar. But to me, at this stage, that's the role I have to play. Yeah. So I'm going to play it. And yeah. I'm going to play full out, right? So, um yeah. So that's, so, it's, so, so this, this is, is happened. The shift has happened 
now you're starting to see the, the, the results of it. So it'd be interesting to see, um, really interesting to see. Like we, I've already seen the result internally. So I'm yeah. like, wow, okay, that makes a difference, right? And then, uh, yeah. So what do you recommend? So we'll wrap this segment up with a, you know, I guess one sort of advice or book or coach or something that, because a lot of business owners realize that they are that linchpin that's slowing their business down. And they recognize it, but they're like, they're stuck. They don't know how to go from, you know, being that, you know, shoemaker or real estate salesperson or whoever to that next level. And like, so what, you know, what started you on your journey? Like, where was the most value that you got? Was it books? Was it coaching? What, what was the beginning? Um, I'd say both. Uh, you know, I, coaching, uh, you know, through mentorship, somebody who has, not somebody who's a friend that wants to comfort you and say how good you are. No, <laughs> somebody will really look at you and say, this is what I think you should do. Right. So books and all that. And I think everybody's maybe on a different, you know, level of where they are with that. Yeah. Um, but I would say, you know, I, one of the things I heard not too long ago, that I, I said that that's brilliant. And they said, get a bunch of information from experts yeah. un, you know, unrelated to one another. Right. And, I, and it was funny because I've done that. So yes. books that contradict each other mm. and speakers that contradict each other, yeah. get, get all of that data based on what you think you need for your business. And then you make the, you make the decision. Good plan. That's good advice. You know, you make the decision It's in your gut. You, you kind of have a better idea than anybody else. What's in the best interest of your company, but yeah. to move the needle, ask, ask and some people they may give you a bunch of things and you're like yes no like you know one of the things i'll i'll i'll, I'll say at the at the talk on december 5th i reveal that because this is one of the things that got me into to being challenged right so yeah ask a lot of questions absorb it and then you make the decision you don't have to do it because somebody else says that's what you need to do right. if you don't feel it's the right thing you need to do right yeah. that's that's what i think so Hundred um, percent, and you know what? I'm glad you reminded me about that. December fifth, you are speaking, and let's talk. Give a quick plug to that conference and how people find out about it, and also how people find out about you. And if they're interested in more about your services, how do they reach you? So, conference yeah. details first, then yep. how do they reach you? Yeah, so conference details. This will be fun. It it it'll be my first live talk. So it's uh, it's. Um, and if you'd asked me a few months ago if I'd be doing that, I would say there's there's no way I'm doing yep. that. Uh, so it's a wealth mastery through the private investment club. It'd be, uh, it's done on December 5th. I think it starts at 10 AM. There's a, it's a call the wealth mastery, 10 AM to 5 30. Um, and there's some really amazing speakers. Uh, if you know, there's a Robert Allen, which is a, you know, a lot of people know him from the no money down type real estate. They'll be speaking. You'll have, uh, Kevin Harrington. Uh, you have uh, obviously Sunil, the founder of private investment club, and you have Robert Kiyosaki, your author of rich dad, poor dad. So I think that's, you know, those are, there's a good string of speakers and, and I've been fortunate enough to be, you know, be part of those speakers. So I'll be, obviously it's all done virtually because of, of, of the pandemic, but, um, but it'll be on the same event. And, uh, and if you, you know, the tickets are free for, for people to come in. So you can go into my LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn uh, account, Dan Dory, D-O-R-E, LinkedIn. You can, you, and, and if not, just send me a message and I'll, I'll send you the link so you can get in. And uh, you can upgrade from there if you want more access or videos, whatever. But uh, the initial you want to watch it, it's 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 free. So right. the tickets are free. So that'd be uh, yeah. 
that that's great. Uh, that's taking place on December fifth. Yep. Amazing. And Ten days, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's fast. So, and quickly, how do people want to reach you, or if you want people to reach you about property management services, or just to get to know you, what's the best way to reach to reach you? Yeah. So, if they want property management services, they can go on. They can call the office or or reach out directly through the website, DoreRentals with an S dot com. Okay. And we have, you know, social media, Facebooks. We have a we have a, a LinkedIn profile with uh, the company that we have. Uh, the marketing department has an Instagram uh, feed that they go in. Um, but if you want to talk more, so if you you know if you want to talk about real, uh, having your properties managed or so on, that's that would be the right way to go. But if you want, so and I I have my own LinkedIn profile, Dan Dory, as I mentioned just a, a minute ago. Um, where, you know, if you have any specific questions for me, I'll, I'll gladly uh, take the time to, uh, to read your question and answer you. And, uh, and um, yeah, so that's probably the easiest way to do it. So that's amazing. That's great. Yeah. So Dan, so doorrentals.com and yeah. on LinkedIn, Dan Door. Um, yeah, there you go, right behind <laughs> doorrentals.com. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, for those of us on YouTube, and if you're just listening, yeah. Um, I really appreciate this, uh, Dan. And, and for all of our listeners, stay tuned for segment two of this, when, which we'll be releasing a couple of days after this episode, where Dan and I are going to go into talking about the nuts and bolts of property management, especially residential tenancies here in Ontario specifically, um, and some great value bombs um, on that. So if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the channel. It means a lot to us um, if you're clicking up or clicking down, depending on what you're doing, or give the thumbs up button. Um, so please subscribe here. And uh, thank you very much for listening to another episode of The Practical Broker. Have an amazing day.